Hello, everybody, and welcome back, of course, to another episode of the Sports Plug with my co-host, Ish, and our very special guest joining us on our recap shows, that man, Dooley, out in California. It's very early over there, so I appreciate you for joining the show, that man. What's that going man, on, man. everybody? Thank you. Appreciate it, boy. Thanks for having me back on, man. Yes, sir. You already know we're going to talk about these picks that we made on Friday and I'm sorry, yeah, I apologize. Saturday morning, I apologize. And uh, if you are, of course, a first time watcher or re recurring visitor to the show, please make sure you like and share the broadcast. If you are on YouTube, you know what to do press that subscribe button and hit that notification bell. Hit it for me, ish. Ding. Yes, sir. And if you are on Twitch, please make sure you go ahead and follow, subscribe, do all those twitchy things on Twitch. To make sure we get this broadcast out here and flowing through the interwaves already then. And with that being said, gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of us recapping another week in the NFL. The Divisional Round Recap. Hey, looks like somebody here went 4-0. Looks like we're going to have to talk about the one loss that my gentleman out, put out here. We're going we gonna to get into that because... because Somebody on this on this stage was was texting me talking about hey this Ravens Bills game is very important and it and it had and it was according to our ranking so at the moment now we are all tied up moving into these conference championship games we're all tied up <laughs> hey you can feel the type of way but we are all tied up moving to these conference championship games you can wait for that huh no uh -oh. we're all tied up now hey I'm just pointing out the facts I'm just pointing okay. out the facts. And with that being said, let's go ahead and talk about the first game of the divisional weekend. The Rams versus Packers. The Packers took care of business playing in the frozen tundra. It wasn't as frozen as it usually is. But Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers with that bad man took care of business against the number one defense in the league. And unfortunately, we did see Aaron Donald not 100%. So at the moment, it went from being the number one to maybe dropping a couple of slots to about the third or the fourth. Because without Aaron Donald, the defense is a, is a very different animal. And we saw that playing out on Saturday. Ish, did this game go exactly the way that it was going to go for you? Or did you expect a little bit more of a fight from the L.A. Rams? No, I mean, it, in a way, it went the way that I thought. So let me just say it like this. So the offense of the Rams did exactly what I expected them to do. Absolutely nothing. The defense of the Rams, it, it kind of surprised me a little bit because um, they did try to have David Ramsey follow Devontae Adams around, which, um, you know, it kind of worked out. It kind of didn't in some – and the Packers played well off of that, I feel like. I feel like they came out game plan for that. Um, even the touchdown that Devontae Adams had where it was kind of like a pick route – um, that was a great, great drawn up play right there. So um, they did kind of scheme for that, but it was really the rest of the receiving core stepping up and making plays um, and also that run game that made the difference. And um, like you said, uh, Aaron Donald was hurt, but the difference between this game and the game against Seattle was Aaron Donald was making some plays. 
But the rest of that defensive line also stepped up against Seattle and made plays. That did not happen in this game. Aaron Donald was hurt when they needed everybody else to step up. They did not step up. They actually shied away from it. And it turned out how you would expect it to turn out when you don't have Aaron Donald at 100%. And when Jalen Ramsey, they got people picking him left and right. Um, I, the rest of the secondary didn't know how to pick up a bump or whatever, uh, just letting a guy run free to score a touchdown. It, what can you say, man? I knew their offense wasn't going to do anything. That's why I picked the Packers. Um, but, man, I expect a little bit more from the defense. And, and just to go back off of, like you said, with the touchdown to Devontae Adams on that motion, we, we saw if, if you watched that play, you saw Mo, Devon, Devontae Adams get motion to the left and come back and get motion out to the right. If, if you do know football, you know, of course, that is man. We, they saw Jalen Ramsey was playing man on him. But at the end of that play, it looked like Ramsey was wanting, like you said, his, oh, his, his, his guy to bump out. And he was going to play that inside just in case somebody was to come inside. And if Adams was to go outside, because it looks like that's something that they saw on film. And it looked like it was a miscommunication that played in part of, again, maybe because of the weather. It was it was early in the game, so I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make excuses for the Rams. But that's something that we see happen when you don't play in your home stadium, when you're not playing somewhere that you're comfortable in, little small mistakes like that happen and they turn into a touchdown well i mean i don't think it was like a uh i don't think it was a they they didn't they seen it on film or whatever because to me it's just that anybody that's played in the secondary knows that's common football knowledge right we're in man but when the guy's run like he's motioning fast across the the line there's no way Jalen Ramsey's gonna be able to get outside of you right so it just makes sense for you to bump out and pick that man up that's going to the flat and he'll pick up your guy so it's common football knowledge. It's just one of those situations where I feel like the task at hand was too large for some of these guys on the team. I think the Rams, they are still a little young in some spots. And while we do always tout their defense and we always tout like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, the rest of those guys out there, they don't have like a ton of elite players out there. They got some really good players, but not a ton of elite players. And I think that's where we saw the difference. Green Bay's offense, they've got really good offense a really solid offense that rams defense they've got two guys that are just next world and then they got a lot of guys that just kind of play their role and they mm -hmm. didn't play their role in this game that's what happened Dooley, what you got for us man you know ladies and gentlemen the green bay packers did what they had to do they ran the football you know they made the right passes as far as Rodgers goes, he had a good game, you know, but the simple fact of the matter is this. I had the Rams winning at first before I changed my pick. I had them winning because of Aaron Donald being effective. Aaron Donald was not as effective as I thought he was going to be that game, you know, and as far as I'm concerned, that's the Rams only chance of winning, you know, was pressuring Rodgers all day. Um, first, second, and big-time third-down plays. Because as you know, Donald is pretty much unstoppable. He's pretty much the best defensive lineman we've seen since J.J. Watt five, ten years ago, you know? So, and it's like, it's pretty dominant what we're seeing from him right now. For sure, first ballot Hall of Famer, whether or not he retires now or whenever he does decide to retire, you know? But, honestly, another reason why I think the Packers won was based off pressure, you know? They had the most pressure to win, in my in my humble opinion. And sometimes, you know, pressure bursts pipes. Sometimes they don't burst pipes, you know. 
and the Packers did a great job of not letting the pressure getting to them, get to them, and coming out and playing great football. You know, by the way, did Lambeau have no fans, or is Lambeau one of those stadiums that is having a couple fans at the moment? They had, they had at the moment nine percent. They had seven seven thousand four hundred thirty nine fans in attendance. Uh, Three thousand were medical workers. Uh, for people that were, of course, dealing with COVID and, and fighting the COVID uh, situations out in medicals uh, in the medical field, and the rest were family and family and fans. Nice. Okay, so the reason why I brought that up was just to see exactly, just to see the statistics on that, to see if they did have some kind of a crowd cheering them on. You know what I mean? Which they did, and seven thousand three hundred or whatever that number you said that that's enough people to get a team going. You know, well, I mean? it's, it's funny that you say that because not just in this game, but also in the Buffalo game, they spoke about that in the announcers uh, and during the game. They said that even though if it was only eight thousand, nine thousand people there, it felt like it was 60,000 people. And they were they weren't saying it to just be funny. They were saying it because it really was that loud. And I also feel like as well, we'll, we'll talk about this game very shortly, the Bucks and the Saints game. That is another reason why I picked the Bucks because. The New Orleans Saints, they're, they're the reason why they have such a great home field advantage is due to the fans. Every time you hear any game going on in New Orleans, you hear all the time that I can't hear because it's so loud in New Orleans, Arrowhead, Seattle. Certain home fields have certain home field advantages due to the crowd. And I just felt like because they weren't there, same thing in Minnesota, same thing in certain other places in the NFL, it messed up their home field besides the event but like having an extra man on the field that's why they call it the 12th man in seattle it really is like having another man on the field and um with the packers i agree with you as well Dooley, when it comes to them having of course the more pressure on them than the rams because if rogers was to lose his game at home we would have the same conversation Dooley, you said it before you know, how we bring up Rodgers being the GOAT. He only been to one Super Bowl. You're correct. You got to go to more. You got to go to more. So this is his opportunity. This is his first ever uh, time in his NFL career hosting an, a conference championship game at home. So this is his opportunity going up against who we call the GOAT. And we'll, again, we'll talk about that very shortly for, the, both for, for Aaron Rodgers to change the narrative and maybe say maybe it's his era now. You know, you know, Tom Brady is on is on his way out. Maybe A. Rock can get him a couple Super Bowls before he get out of here as well, too. But he's going to have to slay the dragon and Tom Brady very, very soon. Absolutely. And if he doesn't slay the dragon and Tom Brady, I feel like his career is actually going to be hurt even more. If you beat Tom Brady, I think that would be very impressive and help Rogers' case as far as being one of the best to ever do it. You get what I'm saying? You can't have Tom Brady come into Lambeau and beat you, Rodgers. You know, it just looks really bad, you know. It, it does. Off, it does. Let me be honest. And the Packers have the most pressure to win it from anybody. Any Because you got to look at the last decade of NFL football. The Green Bay Packers have been one of the best teams of the decade, you know. But the fact of the matter is how on the regular, they only make it to about the divisional. 
they 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 kind of like the Saints. They kind of like the Saints, but I'll say the Packers have been more successful than the Saints. But continue ish. I disagree with with the, the they have the most pressure because anybody who is paying attention to the two teams that are matched up in this conference championship game, bruh, how do the Packers have more pressure with Aaron Rodgers receiving core versus what Tom Brady has in Tampa Bay? Like, come on, we can't sit here and act like Tampa Bay is not going to be the favorite even going into Lambeau. I don't think they're going to be the favorite though. It got to no. be Aaron Rodgers. It no. got to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You make that face all you want to when the play yeah. when the when the line comes out another day or two ish we gonna post it up on the sports plug Facebook page and we'll let the people know that Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers will be a favorite heading into that game. How sure. You, okay. Go ahead. How that, can you not sure. take the NFL MVP <clears throat> as being the favorite at home in the NFC champion? Arguably, okay. No, the award hasn't came out yet. Aaron Rodgers the MVP though. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a Titan fan. Aaron Rodgers MVP. I mean, I would say Aaron Rodgers is the MVP because of what he did with the group that he has, which is goes to say Tom Brady and Tampa Bay, with all the weapons they have on that offensive side, not to mention they have what is like the number two total defense in the league or whatever. How are we going to put all this pressure on Green Bay when they don't have what Tampa Bay has? Like, let's just be honest. They don't have what Tampa Bay has. We I, saw what Tampa Bay did against New Orleans, which everybody expected it because we all picked them, and we'll talk about that later on. But remember, though, just two weeks ago, they almost lost to the Washington football team. And everybody like, oh, I don't know they can beat the Saints. They let the Washington football team keep within eight points. Ooh, even though they covered the spread. Weren't we just on this show talking about that ish? No, we weren't talking about that. Oh, we okay. Talk, we, we talked about how Washington played well. We didn't say that, you know, Tampa Bay was so horrible. And we have been saying for weeks, once they gel together with I, the weapons said that. they have, it's hard to, to go against them. And that's the only point I'm making is it looks like they're starting to bring it together. And with the weapons they have, I just don't see how people will look at this game and not think like, yo, Tampa Bay has a better situation only from the fact of I would take the Tampa Bay offense against that Green Bay defense every day of the week as opposed to taking the Green Bay offense against Tampa Bay's defense. Okay, just one thing. Go, go, Dooley, please, go. Yes, yes, no, no. I just wanted to say about, you know, the reason why there's pressure on this game is because there's Aaron Rodgers. That's why there's more pressure. Tom Brady doesn't have any pressure to win this game. He can win or lose. Tom Brady's legacy will still be cemented. Oh, that's very true. That is very true about Tom Brady's legacy versus Aaron Rodgers' legacy. This is very important for Aaron Rodgers' legacy. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying the pressure on Green Bay, like the Packers in general, I don't think the team has pressure. But I do agree with you and X that Aaron Rodgers has pressure because he needs to win this game. Like, no, no matter what anybody says, he needs to win this game. If he loses this game, I don't even know why he's in the GOAT conversation right now because him versus Tom Brady, I think it's an easy pick of Tom Brady. But, you know, that's a conversation for another day. He's in the GOAT conversation based off his statistics, based off his accuracy. And, and, and being consistent and not throwing interceptions the game after game like Brett Favre. We still got folks out here think Brett Favre is better than Aaron Rodgers, but continue. By the way, I wanted to let everybody know only one of us on the panel actually had the Buccaneers getting all the way to the NFC Championship. And we know who that is. So I mean, but guess what? It don't matter right now. So shut your ass up and talk about this game. Everything you say. <laughs> any, any, anyways, stop hating because I knew something that you did not. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
So um, I just want to say, it's, everything you're saying is correct. I just really feel like the road ends here. You know, you feel like it ends here. It ends here for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers because if Tom Brady makes it to the Super Bowl, they're winning. You know, let me just get that straight right now. If even Tom, they, even they play against Fat Pat Mahomes. Yes, yes, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl if they get in. All right, hey, that's hey. You yep. heard it here first on the sports plug, yeah, Dooley. That man Dooley. Yep. He he's he. Hey, it might be early, as Lurie's little guy say, y'all up early. Hey, it might be. But as you hear from the energy from that man, we got energy flowing through these motherfucking streets, baby. All right. I like it, Dooley. I like it. Let's go ahead and get on to the next game on that Saturday slate, the late night game. Ravens versus Bills. Bills went ahead and took care of the Ravens 17-3. And before we get into this game, let's go ahead. No, I'm not even trying to brag. I'm seriously not trying to brag. Let's go ahead and swing it right to Ish and Dooley since y'all picked the Ravens. I want y'all to, to seriously um, give us y'all's perspective on what y'all saw with the Ravens and also moving forward with the Ravens. What are they going to have to do on the offensive side of the ball to get it together? Because this is now two straight years of playoff losses that you pretty much, again, the defense stops the run and you have nothing else to show for. So, if moving forward for Ravens, if you if you're a Ravens fan watching, what would you like to tell them on how to make their offense a little bit better? I mean, they were almost there. To be honest, uh, you just got to keep. I believe if you're the Ravens, you continue to trust in Lamar Jackson. You continue to develop him as a passer, and I feel like every year he's gotten a little bit better. He's getting closer. Um, he needs the t- the same time that we give to Sam Darnold. The same time we give to Jared Goff. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, all of these guys that we give all this time to that we say like, oh, they just need the experience. They need to develop. We need to allow Lamar Jackson that same. um, We got to give him that same, you know, patience, because the problem is, since he's a great athlete, people are going to be like, oh, well, it's not working. Clearly, it's not working. And they're just going to want to move on from him. But you got to allow him that time to continue to learn how to read defenses. Give him the time to continue to learn how to go through his progressions. I think that this game, honestly, it came down to those two missed field goals by um, by my man Tucker because it's a different game. If they go up and if they make those two field goals and they go up, the run game, you saying they stopped the run. The Bills didn't stop the run. They did okay against the run, but they didn't stop it. They were running the ball, but when they missed those two field goals and then the Bills went up, it changed the game plan for the Ravens. Ravens had to rely more on the pass, and that's just like we've said all season. That's not the Ravens' MO for winning. They are not a passing team. When they have to rely on Lamar Jackson to pass the ball, they're going to lose the game. If they are up, they probably win this game because the defense played well. 17 points from Buffalo Bills, which who would have thought Josh Allen in that offense would only score 17 points? I don't think very many of us going into the game were like, oh, you know, they're only going to score 17. So the thing is, you just give the wind in Buffalo. Buffalo's weather, I think, played the biggest factor, and that's what it was. The Buffalo Bills got lucky. They missed the two field goals, which changed the complexion of the game. Because Lamar Jackson and the Ravens couldn't just run the clock out like they wanted to. And there you go. Buffalo, Josh Allen took advantage of it. Stephon Diggs, let me just say this. Hats off to Stephon Diggs. 
this has been a crazy season for him. He has come and just shown out. Anybody who's in Minnesota and you were like, oh, you know, he didn't deserve the number one spot. Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen's better than Diggs. Well, man, do you have pie on your face? Because that man has gone to Buffalo and taken control. He demands double teams. And even when he gets double teams, he still makes the plays. His route running, ah, a thing to behold. A thing of beauty. Man, he is on the next level. And to be honest, I'm a little nervous for my Chiefs having to play against him. Dooley, what you got? Man, so this game was lovely for the simple fact that a few things happen for the Ravens that don't usually occur. You got Tucker missing kicks. Tucker never misses. Last time yeah. I knew, he was one of the most accurate kickers in NFL history. The the, the <laughs> most accurate kicker in NFL history. Right, right. For for now at least, right? So many kickers throughout time <laughs> the most accurate kicker. You remember when Mike Vanderjack was the most accurate kicker in NFL history at one point in time? But it's just so funny how, you know, no kicker actually finishes. It's tough to finish your career up there. But anyways, when it comes to the Ravens, this is their problem. They rely on Lamar too much. Listen, Teams understand that they're going to run the football. So you do not come out run heavy all the time. Sometimes you got to mix it up. Now, I'm going to be honest. Lamar's throwing simply needs help. He's not accurate. You know, let's, let's not – Lamar's not off the hook here. The kid is not accurate. With all that being said, the offensive coordinator does not put him in the best position. Yes, they run the football, but they run it too much. Listen, when you're facing a Lamar Jackson offense, the defense is already expecting run. That's even more of a reason to pass more. <laughs> right there. You but know. but Dooley, if you're saying that he can't pass and can't pass accurate, accurately, when he does pass, it turns into a turnover. We saw that happen last week with the Titans game. Hey, they, come they, on now. Come on they, now. I mean, they put him continue. Into, they put him into positions that are, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not, they're obvious <laughs> that he's about to throw. You get what I'm saying? My what I'm saying. The, the is, formations are obvious. Be that obvious run formations and the route and the route concepts. I would argue, like down there on the goal line when he threw the pick six, dude, running the slant with Andrews in the middle, where you know it's going to be jam packed. Like I don't feel like for somebody who struggles in a passing game, that's what you want to put him into. But like, but it, but what like we all thing. we are speaking on, Ish and Dooley. We're speaking on things that have gone on for the last three years. We know he can't throw outside the numbers. We know he can throw inside of the hash line, hash, I'm sorry, hash, uh, hash marks, my apologies, inside of hash marks and running and throwing the ball to tight ends and running backs and, and anybody that's running a post or a slant. So with that being said, that these are just defenses seeing those things and being in the right spot at the right time to create these turnovers. And like Dooley is saying as well, yeah, we could talk about Justin Tusker missing two field goals. Yes, we could talk about the win in Buffalo. Yes, we could talk about this, that, and the third. But at the end of the day, if it wasn't for that 101-yard pick six, this game might be different too. So, again, we're not going to let Lamar Jackson off the hook because at the end of the day, I will say this. If Baker Mayfield or Josh Allen has won the MVP two a year ago, they would have the same. I, I wouldn't say the same because we we know there's difference between a black quarterback and white quarterback. We talked about that another day, another episode. But uh, what I'm saying is, when you won the MVP at that young age, 
You thought people weren't just gonna let you were just gonna let you ride? No, you have to come back the next year and play even even better. Just like any just like what they do with Steph Curry when he became Nana's MVP. People, a lot of people didn't think that he deserved that, but he did. I mean he got the trophy, and now a lot of people feel like, okay, you gotta do what you did a couple years ago again this year because now this is your another opportunity to prove to everybody that we that we didn't give you the MVP for no reason. Because that's the case. Let's go ahead and give it to LeBron every year. But let me say this. Let me say this. You making a great point and everything, right? But I think my man Sean, his comment speaks. Exactly I'm about to put it. I'm about to put it up. I'm about to put they it don't up. Have they don't have a true number one? So you haven't even done anything to help this man in the passing game, which is what Dooley's getting at. Like the offense coordinator is not putting him in the and, right spot. And that's what I was going to get at. I was going to get that as well. Shout out to my boy Lee with the comment. He said, "With the Bills have one of the top corners in the league guarding, really the only Ravens go to our receiver White on Hollywood." Them boys look clueless with the amount of free agent wideouts this year. They need a true number one, no questions asked. Now, Lee, I'm happy you brought that comment up because I follow a lot of fan bases in the, in the NFL, and the Ravens fan base were very, very upset with Greg Roman. Also with Steve Smith on the NFL Network, he went on his little soliloquy and talked about how his six-year-old son that's asleep in his room at that moment could call a better offensive game plan than Greg Roman because – Apparently, like we just talked about before, when you saw whatever formation, you knew run, pass, run, run, because the formations were obvious and there were no disguise to what they are going to run. And with that being said, I 100% agree on what everybody is saying from, from Steve Smith, the Ravens fan base. They have to get a offensive coordinator in there that can help Lamar Jackson succeed and also put in a couple weapons the same way Buffalo Bills did for Josh Allen. But guess what? Lamar Jackson still needs to go to California and work on his throwing motion and work on getting better from throwing from the pocket because if they still give him all those things and he's still trash and throwing the ball at people's feet, then it's all for naught. I don't, I don't, I, I agree that he needs to do the work, but I think with a better offensive game plan, you are able to cover up for some of those glaring holes. That's all. That's what I think. I think a lot of Ravens fans feel the same way. Like if you have a better game plan and people aren't calling your plays out, like Lamar came out earlier and said, they're calling our plays out. They know what we're running. If you got a better game plan, it puts him in a better spot where, you know, we've seen a couple of the throws this season where he hits a wide open man. He can hit somebody that's wide open, right? He can make the throw here and there. If you game plan better, maybe you get him in a better spot. The game plan is bad. The offensive coordinator needs to go. You get somebody better. Even if his throwing doesn't improve, I think he's a good enough athlete that they can make it to like the AFC championship game just from a better game plan because they could have won that game. They could have won, like you said, that pick six really cost them that game. And had they had a better game plan, there is no reason why they shouldn't have won the game. Buffalo was not stopping the run. They were running the ball very well. I mean, it was there for them to have it. It was set up perfectly for them. And okay, okay, okay. I'll say this. The same way you feel about this game with the Ravens, I feel about this game with the Cleveland Browns and the Kansas City Chiefs. It was right there for the Cleveland Browns. It was right there for the taking. They probably should have won that game. But guess what? Woulda, coulda, shoulda don't work in the NFL. And if it was a fifth, we'll all be drunk. And the only thing that counts, I mean, the only thing that counts in close is, 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 hand, is hand grenades and horseshoes, baby. It don't count in football. So with that being said, how you feel about your Kansas City Chiefs being able to squeak away 
with a close one and also with Fat Pat Mahomes going out due to a concussion. It wasn't a concussion. Sources say that he should be good, but again, that's way that's that's what the reports were at the time. It was a concussion. I got my sources close to the team. Hey, I'm just letting I'm just letting you know. I read it too. I'm I'm letting you know that's not what it is. Now I'm just letting you know what they reported, and also with Chad Henney coming in and helping the Kansas City Chiefs make it to the conference championship. No, don't X. Don't do that. Don't don't do do what. I'm not gonna allow you to do that. Don't do what. Because you like that team up north, you're gonna try to say Chad Henney came in and helped them win the game. I, well, it's not I my would, fault. It's not I my fault on Sunday. Despite, it's not my fault on Sundays that Michigan quarterbacks come out and then prevail as always. But continue. I would say despite Chad Henney coming in, they were able to win because that man threw one of the worst pass I have ever seen in my He was getting warmed life. up. But he threw it clearly <laughs> straight to the Cleveland defender. Like he had to get warmed that up. Looked so bad. I could send my five-month-old son out there, and he probably would at least hit somebody that was in the Chiefs uniform. Like, what was that pass, okay? He had to get his arm. Obviously, he had to get his shoulder loose because he made that great fourth-and-one throw, obviously. Yeah, the one-yard throw. The one-yard throw. You want to give him credit for the one-yard throw? That was more Andy Reid. First of all, if it wasn't for that one-yard throw, y'all wouldn't be in the conference championship game right now, sir. It was more Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy than it was – Chad Henney. Chad Henney, my goodness. That was- All right, Dooley, chime in right quick. You said false. Why do you feel like it's false? Because they were still up. The Browns still had to go back down and score. Thank you. <laughs> so, at the end of the day, no, they wouldn't have uh, lost the game if Henney didn't get that. Now, the issue to the Browns is very simple. The issue to the Browns was not the fact they couldn't stop Chad Henney. The issue is Baker couldn't put no points on the board. That's the, that was the problem. And if Baker would have put some points on the board, the game would have been over. You know, but when you got Baker Mayfield, you know, um, it's like the AFC championship was only gifted to you. When I say when I saw Mahomes out, everybody, everybody's instantly in their head. Everybody's minds went, oh, yep, yep. The Browns got a chance. Exactly. Yep. So the fact I can't even blame the Browns defense for not stopping the second string quarterback with still the best offense. The second string, a second string quarterback with the best offense in the NFL is still good enough to get you a couple first downs. (laughs) You know, let's just be honest about it, which is what Chad Henney did. Okay, now. So when you talk about this game, it was just sad because Nick Chubb is the next toughest runner in the NFL to Derrick Henry. Let me just state that right now. No running back in the league this season. It's harder to tackle than Nick Chubb outside of Derrick Henry. Okay. Nick Chubb just bounces off tacklers left and it's crazy. Him and Kareem Hunt have a great running style. It's like they run through you. They run through you to embarrass you. Kareem okay? Hunt had a nice had a nice couple of carries as well, too. Right. A you nice know? couple of carries. So the I mean, the Browns came to play football, okay? They did. They came to play football. They just didn't succeed. Okay, and if Mahomes was in the game, it would have been a blowout. It would have been probably 36 to 17. I mean, Mahomes is in the game for the most of the game. What are you talking about? I know that, but at the end of the day, Mahomes is a put. Let's just be honest. When Mahomes is playing, Steph, it takes, what, five, six minutes to score three touchdowns? Stop it. <laughs> if Mahomes was still in the game, this might have been a real blowout. Okay. You Mahomes know. was in the game most of the game. It wasn't a blowout. It never was a blowout, so stop. X, let me just say this, okay? I'm listening. You need to start putting some respect on my defense. All right, Lee. All right, Lee. First of all, Dirty Dan 
had a had a had a missed call that everybody and their mama saw. But of course, since we're not calling things out here, we call a national championship game, right? We gonna call it. We gonna call them in the Clemson. I'm sorry, the Clemson and um uh, and Ohio State college football playoff semifinals game. We might as well call it NFL too. Am I? I mean, I thought we was out here protecting players' safety. We're not doing that no more. So I'll continue. Harp, continue. Harp on one missed call because I know, ain't harping. I'm just. I'm just telling you what we saw. When we they still had the opportunity and they lost it. Okay, the honey badger stepped up. You're talking all that mess about Nick Chubb and whoever else, bruh. Nick Chubb ran for 69 yards. Mr. Kareem Hunt, who said it was personal for him, ran for 32 yards. He got him touchdown too, intercept on y'all ass. So, um, and and he's gonna be sleeping at home. He's he gonna be sleeping at home this week, isn't he? That's okay. That's so fine. anyway. The running game that everybody touts as being the best running game, that defense came out, stopped that running game. Baker Mayfield wasn't able to do um, – it was all on Baker's shoulders, and Baker wasn't able to carry them to the victory, okay? The Chiefs, I've been telling y'all all year, and you always bring this up, like, oh, y'all barely won this. Y'all barely won that. Y'all didn't do this. How many times do I have to tell you? The Chiefs this year, the motto has been simple. We're going to do it just enough to win the game. That's all we have to do. We just got to win the game. We're not trying to go out there and show them everything. We don't want to blow everybody out. The objective is to get back to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. So instead of showing y'all all of the magic, we're going to do enough. We're going to beat you. We're going to move on. And that's exactly what happened in this game. We did enough. We beat them. And we're moving on. And that, we're going to do the same thing this week coming up. We're going to do just enough to win the game. We're going to beat them. And we're going to move on to the Super Bowl. And then when we get to the Super Bowl, then we can let it all hang out and we can blow people out all we want to. But against Tom Brady, what we need to do against Tom Brady. Yeah, and not against it. Tom don't Brady. matter. It don't matter. Who comes from the he said it don't matter, Dooley. It don't matter who out there. It's, it sounds good. It sounds good. Yeah. It doesn't matter who comes Ooh. from the that defense is, bro. The Chiefs defense still gonna stop whoever, man. They're gonna stop hot A Rod right now. They're gonna stop hot A Rod. Please. No, I can't wait. Look, we're gonna have this conference. We're gonna start. We're gonna have the uh, Super Bowl. Trust me, we're gonna have Super Bowl pre preview show plenty of times, and we're right. gonna have this conversation. Oh, don't oh, worry, don't you. worry. Let me go ahead and put this comment up right quick. Lee says, "When the Chiefs' defense locks in, it is incredible." Everyone in the world last year said the Chiefs can't stop King Henry holding sixty yards. Then Chiefs shut down the Browns' running game. Chubb to sixty, Hunt with thirty yards. Incredible. Exactly. Right. Right. King Henry's quarterback sucks. Yeah, he sucks, and so does Baker Mayfield. <laughs> so let's see them shut down somebody with a quarterback, okay? Then, then we'll see, okay? So, yeah. Okay. Tannehill's mediocre. That's fair enough. We got Josh Allen coming up. Like I said, it can be a very interesting AFC Championship game, so we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. All right. Hey, this was the matchup. Goat versus goat. You know, we hyped it up. Unfortunately, Ish wasn't here to talk about this on the preview show. But this was the game. You know, we 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 really wanted to see what I've learned. Look, look, okay. Coming from this coming into this game, we already know what Brady's gonna do, right? I mean, Brady's been there, done that. Brady don't poop the he don't poop the bed when it comes to certain games like this, right? Mm -hmm. Drew Brees, on the other hand, Drew Brees, we, we needed you to show us something. Same way with Aaron Rodgers coming into this NFC Championship game, right? So, with that being said, same way we're talking about legacy-wise with Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, this was a legacy game for Drew Brees, and you failed. And we're not, we're not, it doesn't change 
the narrative of Drew Brees because people are still going to look at him a certain way. But you definitely could have helped your legacy to be able to be Tom Brady and maybe go to another Super Bowl and maybe even win one. That would have helped. I think that would have made a better storyline this year winning one than it did in 09, maybe, even though with everything going around with Katrina. So with that being said, the way that Drew Brees looked away and looked back at the field when he walked out on the I walked out of the tunnel. Is that something that we can also say that maybe Drew Brees might want to have a run it back tour and sign a one year deal with the Saints or maybe whoever and say that they want and say that I can't go out like that and I have to beat Tom Brady one more time or just get back into the playoffs? Because again, that's you know how some of these athletes are. They just can't go out with an L like that. So, Dooley, I'll start off with you. Do you feel like this is something that Drew Brees might take into the offseason and really consider coming back instead of retiring? Because reports are saying that he is supposed to retire and become an become a color co uh, commentator with NBC Sports. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> absolutely not. Brees has had a long career. It's time to hang it up. Go home to the wife and the kids. Okay? For God's sakes, the Saints have also been one of the best teams in the NFL ever since Drew Brees just about got there. Now, let's talk about what they've actually done. They've only been to what? Two NFC championships in that span? Um, one they lost. One they won. Uh, a Super Bowl, which they won. But they quite... They never quite got back. We always expected the Saints to get back to the Super Bowl because of this quarterback, you know? So the fact it hasn't happened yet, it's almost like, man, hang it up at this point. He's older, you know? Same with Rodgers. Rodgers is a little bit younger, though. So Rodgers has a couple years left as far as playing goes. You get what I'm saying? Now, Brings can still play, but it's at the point, like, he has nothing to prove. He can only make things worse in my opinion, because the Saints aren't winning the Super Bowl anytime soon. So, yes, going back to what you said, if he has anywhere to go, it can't be the New Orleans Saints. I think maybe he needs to come back to a dominant team and see what happens there. Because it's not with the Saints. It's not going to work. They've tried long enough. For God's sakes, four of the last seasons have been seven and nine seasons for the New Orleans Saints. That's pitiful when you talk about the type of quarterback they have. How can you have four, seven, and nine seasons in the last decade? Peyton Manning didn't ever have a, four, a seven and nine season. Um, Tom, Tom Br just a couple other greats that Drew Brees is compared to. You know, true. When's the last time Aaron Rodgers had a seven and nine season? I don't, I don't know. But the New Orleans Saints have not done a great job blessing Drew Brees in the proper situations and giving him the right. Well, I don't know, man. It's tough because he has had a good offense. They always he's always seems to have a good receiver, you know, and the defense finally steps up. That's what's so sad about all this. They had a great defense this season. But obviously, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers said, you know what? Screw that defense. We're going to score a couple touchdowns and we're going home. OK, and we're off to the NFC championship. Okay? Just give you a heads up, Dooley. Uh, last time the Packers were seven and nine was 2017. Oh, oh, so the Packers. Okay, and how many seven and nine seasons did has he had the, the Packers the, the this last decade? Just for the record, two thousand thirteen, eight and seven, two 
2000 and yeah, he came in after that. So yeah, yeah. Only oh my bad in 2018, six and nine as well. Okay, okay. So the Packers, so remember he had he had two. That was the reason why Mike McCartney got fired. They had the two bad. It was two bad years. Mike McCartney got fired. Uh, Matt Lafleur comes in, and now they're off and running th- two thirteen and three regular season. Um, um, I'm sorry, records, and now a trip to the NFC Championship game. And this also gives Aaron Rodgers a great opportunity. And I don't want to. I'm gonna say on topic, but it's gonna give Aaron Rodgers a great opportunity to be able to put what he's done on this whole season on display for everybody to see. For everybody to keep thinking that, you know, he's going to have a broken collarbone situation or whatever it is in this playoff game that might get might make it a stumbling block for him not to get back to a Super Bowl. I think if Aaron Rodgers do what he's been doing all season long, man, it's it's uh, Tampa Bay is not going it's not going to work, man. This 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 ain't this ain't Drew Brees. And again, getting back to the the topic at hand, Drew Brees threw three interceptions. Two of them bounced off of players, and that's understandable. Um, but at the end of the day, all Tom Brady did is what Tom Brady's been doing his whole career. Don't mess up, don't don't turn the ball over, make sound plays, and, and and let the other team make mistakes and you capitalize on it. The three turnovers that they had, 21 points off of the three turnovers. That right there was the game in itself. If the Saints don't turn the ball over three times, they might win this game. So and we talk about this on every week. If you win the turn, turn, uh, time of possession, turnover battle, majority of times you're going to win that game. And I feel like Drew Brees might run it back one more year because of the way that him and, and Tom Brady were looking at each other after the game was over with and and talking to each other about you know what you know how that what that game was about. I think Drew Brees might run it back one more year ish. Let's go ahead and hear your thoughts on it. Uh-oh. Like he mute he got muted. No, on no, no. Um I he's not gonna run it back another year. Um I think he realizes as well that it is done, it's over. Um I think the injuries have started to take a toll on him. He didn't even look like the same Drew Brees coming back after the injury, which is why I picked the Buccaneers. Um, because everybody was saying, like, oh, Saints, the Saints last time they waxed him, they waxed him. Um, that was a different Drew Brees. That was before the injury. He's been injured too many times. He's constantly getting injured. This is the second year in a row where he's missed significant time. Uh, and, I mean, how many times in his career can we count him missing significant time with injuries? I think it's taking a toll on his body. We can see it. Everybody can see it on film. He's not the same Drew Brees anymore. And I think even he realizes that he's not the same Drew Brees, that maybe it's time to hang it up. And that's why I think – the rumors started going around that he was going to retire and everything because he himself, he was like, you know what, after this latest injury, I don't think I can do it anymore. Um, like you, like Dooley pointed out, the defense stepped up this year. They were a really good defense. A lot top of five, top five ready. defense. Um, and, you know, if Drew Brees is Drew Brees of the past, this team makes it to the NFC Championship game and probably gives Aaron Rodgers a run for his money to go to the Super Bowl. So <laughs> – the fact that Drew Brees was the reason why they didn't get as far as they should have, because again, in this game, they were in it for a long time. And the difference was the three picks by Drew Brees, no picks for Tom Brady. So I say, I feel safe in saying the reason they lost the game, Drew Brees didn't play that kind of Super Bowl caliber quarterback football. That being said, I think he will realize that and he will pass the torch. It's done. The only reason why I would see him coming back is if. 
he talks to people within the organization and the organization doesn't feel comfortable with where the quarterback position is within the organization and need him to be like one more year, bridge it to the next one. Because if Bridgewater had stayed, I think maybe they feel a little more confident and they're like, okay, yeah, Drew, you can move on. The fact that Bridgewater left and then they brought in James Winston, who clearly, I don't care what anybody says, clearly he didn't live up to their expectations because when Drew Brees went out for all those weeks, they played Taysom Hill instead of yep. James and that's what I And that's what I was going to get at as well, too, Ish. I appreciate you for bringing up Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill was out this game due to injury. And I feel like if Taysom Hill played, he might have been the X factor to be able to help the Saints win. Because on offense, when you utilize him, it's it, it seems like to me, it opens up the, off, the Saints of the offense. And when Michael Thomas had zero catches... You know, it, when when you're not able to get your guys going, it, it's not the right type of offense that you expect to put out on the field. So now you got to force things. And I think that's what Drew was doing. I think he was trying to force things that weren't there. And with, like you're saying, with Taysom being there and also Jameis, the only way that they scored a touchdown offense was because Jay put Jameis Winston in to, to throw play. Yeah, on a trick play. And... That's what, and and I agree with you. That's what they're gonna to have to figure out for the Saints organization and what we're gonna do at quarterback position. Are we gonna give the reins to Jameis? Are we gonna give the reins to Taysom and let and let him be a gadget quarterback? Or are we gonna have to bring back Drew to make this a three two a two to three quarterback system? Which we all say all the time in football. If you have two quarterbacks, you have none. So for the Saints, they have a lot a lot to think about in the offseason. Because if they bring Drew Brees back, I I don't know if it's going to work. I think they have to go ahead and move forward. Now, the question is, what do they do? Do they go ahead and look in the draft for it? Do they stick well, with Jameis? That's the, that's the big question next. And I think that's the question that's going to loom over whether or not he retires is – I feel, feel like he loves that organization. He wants to do right by that organization. And I feel like if within the organization, they don't feel like they can move on from him and go to Taysom Hill, or they can't move on and go to Jameis Winston, or they can't put a package together to possibly trade for Deshaun Watson, or you know another quarterback that they have more confidence in, I feel like he's probably going to come back one more year just to help the organization out because that's the problem. Like, you don't want to... I don't think he wants to put them in a bad spot. And I think that's why he even came back this year, because when Teddy left, I don't feel like they felt like Taysom Hill was the guy. I don't feel like they felt Jameis Winston was the guy. So Drew Brees came back because really you could have made an argument that he could have just left last year and been done with it at the end of last year if Teddy Bridgewater stays. But Teddy Bridgewater leaves, you come back, you get to this point, the divisional round, and then you cost the team the divisional game. I don't know, man. I think he I think he's done. He knows he's done, but I think the organization may put him in a spot where he has to come back. That's the only way I see him coming back. Dooley, what you got? Man, basically I, I honestly if I was Breeze, I wouldn't even want to come back to that organization, you know, because they're not everything they they claim to be, you know. For one, you gotta understand, uh after he retires, I hope they get what they get. They should have paid they should have paid uh Bridgewater. He still would have been on the team. Instead, you guys had all this faith in Taysom Hill, who's not really a quarterback. I'm not sold on Taysom Hill being a quarterback. He he's, he can throw. He can play quarterback a little bit. but And they're not sold either. They like him, but they're not sold either. The best chance for them is to get a young kid out of the draft, hands down. Because if they don't believe in Jameis either, you might as well believe in some young up-and-coming up kid. 
you know. So the the draft's always available for teams who need it, you know. But because after Drew Brees, I'm not gonna lie to you, the Saints are gonna go downhill drastically. I, I mean, well, we have to wait and see because some people feel like it's that marriage is kind of the same way with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. You know, so a lot of people feel like, of course, Bill Belichick is, is the guy, no matter who who's that quarterback. And, you know, this first year, it didn't really seem that way, but we're going to have to wait and see. And same thing with the Saints. And a lot of people feel like, and I, I'm one of them, that feel like if it wasn't for Sean Payton, Drew Brees wouldn't be who he is. So I don't think Drew Brees will leave Sean Payton to try to chase something. I think if he comes back, then he's going to stay with the Saints. I don't think he goes elsewhere. But uh, anything else we got to say before we get up out of here for today? Because, uh, hey, guys, this 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 is a wrap for for the uh, I guess we can say the appetizers, right? You know, now we're into the, the this is the entree now, baby. This is the entree. You got conference championship games, and we're getting into the creme de la creme. Ah, the desserts would be Super Bowl weekend, right? That's what we coming now real soon, and and um. We have the conference championship games on Sunday. Both games will be on Sunday, everybody. No games on Saturday, of course. So we'll do our pregame show Sunday morning. Is that okay with everybody here? It works for me. Dooley? Yeah, I should be back home. If it's early, yes. We should, we'll, do, we'll do an early show on Sunday. And we'll, of course, preview the AFC and the NFC conference championship games. Thank you, guys, as always, uh, our family, for watching the sports plug and also these NFL recap shows that we do. We'll see you guys on Sunday morning, nine o'clock to talk about the AFC and NFC conference championship games. If you want to, of course, follow Datman Dooley, please make sure you click the link make sure on this that. on this uh, video to follow my guy, Datman, on his Dat page. Man. And we will, of course, see you guys on Sunday. Thank you very much.